Uh, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the first episode of the Business League podcast. Uh, this is your commissioner, Adam. I've got my co-host here, fellow league member, John. Say hey, John. Hey, what's up, guys? John Baker here. Never champion of the Business League, but multiple times second and third place winner. I'm coming for that ship this year, baby. That's right. And this is Adam Snyder again, one-time champion of the Business League in the year 2013, uh, looking for that second title. Uh, we thought this would be fun. Last year, we started out with the Snyder Remarks uh, weekly recap email. It was very well received. It was our only uh, league change vote that came through as the only unanimous uh, vote that everyone agreed on, which was incredible. So uh, we will continue with that, but we thought it would be fun that we could see, kick this around, get together, talk about the league and do this on a weekly basis. Uh, me and John are going to try to do this weekly and hopefully bring on some other members of the league uh, into it as the week uh, weeks go on. You know what excites me the most about doing this, Adam, is the fact that I can talk my trash and not have it be just in text. I can let people hear the emotion in my voice of how fired up I am to beat them in the upcoming week. And I just hope it follows through and my team putting up the points needed to get the win. <laughs> exactly, John. Trash talking is fun. And I guess, you know, I've, from what I've seen in this league over the years, of the 10 years that we've been in the league, is that really, regardless if you have a good or a bad team, the trash talk always flows. So uh, I agree. It'll be fun always to catch up with everyone and, and see what everyone's thinking throughout the year and how the 2019 version of the business league goes. Dude, I was looking at the league history before we started recording this, and I saw that it started in 2006. What in the world were you guys doing? You guys were probably at Penn State then, right? Uh, we were, yeah. The first, like, if you go into your league history in the business league, the, like John said, the first year that comes up was 2006. It was a league called PSU Cedarbrook. It was our sophomore year of college, and it was a four-team league in which a uh, five and nine team, being yourself, actually won that uh, pathetic excuse of a league. It's fun to look back, and but it was just four of us from the apartment, and uh, fun to look back at some of those names that were on that team 13 years ago. So as some well. of the, some of the quarterbacks you had rostered, I pulled it up here. We got Peyton Manning, Big Bad Brett Favre. You had Mark Bolger on the roster. Studs. Yeah. Stud. <laughs> MJD and Lawrence Maroney and running back holding it down. I'd imagine in a four-team league, it was pretty much a coin flip every week because you were all stacked. Pretty much, yeah. PSU Dynasty uh, got off to a rough start in the regular season at 5-9, and nine, but ran through both weeks of the playoffs, led by Larry Johnson, and he's from Penn State. <laughs> he's from Penn State. That, what a stud. That's what's up. I got another question for you, though, because from my experience in the business league, there's been one polarizing character, no longer in the league, but I'm sure many people here, uh, the capacity crowd that tunes in and listens to this will will remember the name. I, I want to hear your take on Philly Fever. Oh, man. Philly Fever. I mean, he gave us all a run for his money. Who I was think, he, uh, by the way? That's a good question. Uh, he's a, he's a friend of Ratio's. I, I don't think anyone else in the league so knew it's his him. Fault. Pretty much, yeah. Thanks, Ratio. <laughs> um, you know, he said after it's funny after he left the league, Ratio said he was basically just going to have Philly Fever uh, run his team and and win championships. And I don't think that happened. So uh, that's a good thing. But I will say uh, he, I believe, uh, Eric Gula FaceTimed with him once. So I guess really? that counts as meeting. And yeah, hmm. I'm looking forward yeah, to hearing so he, sometime how that went. 
yeah oh well it was it was it was an experience but uh yeah philly fever had the biggest what you would call a dynasty in this league uh he was one league three out of four years came in second the Um, other time yep came in second to yours truly thank you colin kaepernick and uh but yeah we uh basically decided to move on and uh replaced him once we became a keeper league so you know who's who's in the league now that was the official replacement uh, let's see. 2015 was his last year, and 16, I think he was replaced by Josh Cake. Oh boy, fellow Browns fan, my man. Exactly. Yeah. So out with an Eagles fan and with a Browns fan, I guess that's a good. Uh, that's a good trade. I wonder if Cake is going to go get one of those Browns refrigerators. I would hope so. A Browns victory fridge. Uh, now that they're giving them out to fans. That was pretty cool. I, I can't believe they got the Miz uh, in to do that ad for them. I just kind of – I wish that they had an online sale because, dude, I mean they're selling them in Cleveland for two days. That's it. Yeah, I know. I mean that would suck to have to go to Cleveland. But and they're going to be on eBay for like twice the price I'm sure. Very true. I'm still Very not true. sure this team is worth my money. Until they start putting wins on the board, <laughs> I don't think I can make that type of investment. Well, that's the thing. Are these victory fridges going to be like last year where they're locked until they win a game? So it'll be at about 4.30 p.m. on September 8th. Maybe. Well, they're playing the Titans. They should wax the floor with them, I hope. Yeah, I, I mean, I would hope so. I, I'm heavily invested in some Browns players, so I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping for a, a nice Browns year as well. Did you draft the funny me? thing – uh, the funny thing I'm looking here, just quick, uh, I was going back to Cake being Philly Fever's official replacement is uh, Cake won the league the first year that he was in the league taking over for Philly Fever. So mm, so everyone's also now – then they were like, who is this guy now? Exactly. Another <laughs> friend of Mauricio's. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's Philly Fever making a fake account. Uh, who knows? It very well could be. But uh, as for Browns players, I did draft – I mean – I had Odell Beckham Jr. as a keeper. Uh, probably would not have kept him had he still been a giant, just to kind of go with a little team diversity with my, my other keeper, Saquon. But once that trade went through to Cleveland, that uh, kind of opened the waters. And not to mention uh, Ezekiel Elliott deciding to hold out uh, gave me a little pause. So You don't think you I, really would have kept o- Odell Beckham if, if he was still in New York? Yeah, I've, I, you know – with the, the team's offense being together like that, I, I probably would have really looked at it a little more heavily. But, uh, oh, but you had I'm not saying I won it, but I had Zeke as well. Yeah, that was my that was my big decision, kind of between those three. That probably made it tough. Uh, well, yeah, I mean it's hard it's hard to give up a cowboy, but well, that and the holdout. Yeah, that that kind of added to it. But yes, uh, so I do have one. I do have Odell, and I also drafted Kareem Hunt. Uh, you know, hopefully he does well for the Browns in Week Ten, but if he can hold up a spot on the roster that long we'll see yeah i just saw today they said he's not allowed on in the team's facilities while he's out that's kind of a uh, <clears throat> it's gonna suck for the for cleveland you know it would have been nice for him to be around the team even though he's not able to play yeah that is a bummer but we'll see yeah Hope, hopefully he'll be worth the risk hey you never know i mean geez if he comes back chubb might have some tired legs could be could be a big boost for the team if you're willing to hold on to him for that long. We shall see. We <laughs> did add that extra. We did add that extra uh, bench spot, so that makes it just a little bit easier. Yeah, but who knows how the season goes? 
how many people voted against or voted for getting rid of kickers? I think this is some BS. I mean, it was it was pretty close. We had you know we had a lot of people that were kind of mixed. There wasn't anyone that just wanted kickers to stay the same. It was basically either you know get rid of kickers or change to that incremental scoring. So unreal. Uh, it, I mean, it was it wasn't like it was a matter of one person. It was it, most were in the favor of getting rid of the kickers. So. Um, they say, you know, that's the way of fantasy these days. And I've heard that the, the way of the future is the super flex. So, you know, maybe in about three years, the business legal get to the point where we have that. Good God. <laughs> I know Carl's out there picketing for it every year. So <laughs> yeah. g- give it a couple years, Carl. We'll get there. He'll start banging the drum louder and louder. Well, yeah, I, I guess we can we can look at some more of the history, or we can get you know get kind of into this year. Uh, for this, you know, being that we don't have any games until next week, uh, we figured we'd take a look at how each of the teams came out of the draft, kind of give our own thoughts on how the teams look, and we'll start out with that. Yeah, what do you think? What team do you want to take a look at first? Uh, why don't we just why don't we go in a draft order? We'll start out with uh, J. Will, the freak himself. The freak himself. You know what I thought was so funny about his draft is that because of the keepers and the way that Yahoo looks at it being your first and round, first and second round draft pick, uh, we had big bad Sterling Shepard as the first overall pick of the 2019 Business League season. I mean, hey, maybe he plays up to it and uh, he's got that opening as wide receiver one out there for at least four weeks while Golden Tate suspended. But (laughs) maybe, maybe at the end of the year we'll be. He'll, Jay will be the one sitting back laughing at that. I you no, know, I don't think I could even really be mad if that ended up happening. I mean, I, I I'd be a little mad if if Sterling Shepard's a <laughs> yeah. top player like that. That that doesn't bode well for the for Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Well, during I, this season, but you gotta love. I, I'm just looking at Jay Will's team here, and he's got his name named after Tyreek the Freak, who he uh, did not keep last year, and uh, his picture references when he had Demarco Murray. Which was a couple years ago, so oh boy, maybe uh, he's got some he's got some new players now. Uh, we could, you know he kicked off the draft picking up the aforementioned Ezekiel Elliott. You know, Jay will. Uh, I've always said he's a, a closet Cowboys fan, and maybe that's coming out. Now. Oh boy, I'm sure he's going to have something to say to you about that. I will. I'll post that picture I have of him cuddled up with a Dallas Cowboys blanket from like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice move by him to um, go out and get Tony Pollard too, not knowing how long Zeke's going to be out. But I'm just a, a little concerned with his additional running back depth or lack thereof. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, when I saw Tony Pollard go off the board, I did think it was a little early. Um, you know, obviously I always have a pulse on the Cowboys players, as do others in the league. Um, but I thought it was, you know, the fact that he went and took that topic with Elliot, we don't know what's going to happen with the holdout. It's good that he has that covered. But like you said, I, I, you know, looking at his team and in the roster, that's pretty much the first thing I wrote down. The running back depth is questionable. Uh, Sony Michelle himself, he's kind of a, you know, he's had some issues with injuries his first year in the league. So, um, that might be something that, that Jay will is going to look through. Uh, during the year i guess the nice thing though is that the cowboys don't have the same bye week as the patriots so if um you know everybody stays healthy he's gonna have two running backs every week this is true i mean like i said if if, if elliot shows up and and does what ezekiel elliot does and leaves the league in rushing then it's a moot point but 
Uh, Tony Pollard's look good. I don't know if he's going to be up to that same level, but Dallas's offensive line is is pretty incredible. And I think you know Darren McFadden the year before Zeke showed up ran for 1,100 yards. So yeah, they got one of the best lines out there. So I mean, it's really for whoever is their running back, they're probably going to do pretty good. Definitely. Um, oh, just looking at some of the other picks, I know he kept Cooper Cup from that. He I believe he swooped in. Uh, once he was injured last year and picked up, I know for a fact because I had him last year, and you know that was one of the the big downfalls of my team was my, my entire wide receiver core kind of went down all in like dominoes in a row. Yeah, my three starting wide receivers um, was kind of helped my fall from grace from being the top seed and getting knocked out in the semifinals. But that's uh, that's last year. Um, what do you think about Cup? You know, you know, in a keeper spot, I think those receivers out there in L.A., he did draft Jared Goff, so he has that little receiver stack going. Yeah, that's the point I was thinking about making there is that, you know, Cup coming back from the injury, we'll see how he does, but it was really nice stacking Goff in there too because, you know, the Rams are coming off an awesome season. So if Cup can return to the form that he had, it's going to end up being a really awesome keeper pick. And it's going to be a double dip on touchdowns every time Cup gets one. Absolutely, you gotta love gotta love that play. Yeah, what, what um, do you think about the uh, the two defense strategy from the start? I think that's interesting. Uh, like I said, especially when we talked about the running back depth, I think I would have maybe invested a some a spot there. But I mean, you're looking at I the juggernaut know. defense of the Cleveland Browns. It's going to be hard to to top them, you know, on a week in week out basis. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're definitely. I mean, uh, even looked upon. I do think they have a solid defense, but even without a fact, the fact that they've got Tennessee at home week one, you've got to look at them being even a popular pick for those that just stream defenses. I think Jacksonville's got a strong defense as well, so maybe that's what he's looking at. You know, he maybe he didn't want to have that first week matchup against Kansas City. Yeah. Um, who knows? Uh, but I do, th- you know, he's got a decent roster, I think. Depending, I think he's got the good pieces. I think if he can get some running back depth at some point, uh, he could have a shot. Yeah, dude. All right. So our second pick in the draft was Mr. Peter Karch, Petulant Urban. What does that mean, by the Again, way? Again, another – I think it has something to do with former Ohio State coach Urban Meyer oh. being a, a whiner. He's also got Colin Kaepernick as his team mascot. So, again, maybe – you know, Pete's drafted a lot of other good players that I think he can – he can come up with names, or maybe he's got a rip on Ryan Day, yeah, we'll see. guys head coach. He's got um, a really good squad. Yeah, I oh, hold on a second. Let me see what I got here. Yeah, I was kind of joking. Just looking, you've looked down at Pete's roster and his starting three receivers. He's got right now Thielen, Galladay, Robinson, and then Geronimo Allison on the bench. Dude, I kind of call too. him. I kind of call him NFC North with that. He's got one from each of the North. Yeah, nice. You know, being from Chicago himself, I think maybe that he's picked up that. But yeah, don't sleep on Christian I Kirk mean, either. Second year in the league, he's gonna possibly have a big season with a rookie quarterback. Oh, I think so too. I think he he was on my list. Uh, I was sad to see that name go off the board. Um, but I was just going. I I just noticed that he had you know looked at the first three and saw they were all in the north, and then realized he had a Packer on the bench in good old Geronimo. So, um. You know, came into the draft with his keeper Christian McCaffrey, obviously with the top one of the top players on yeah. everyone's board. Um, he's just going to catch a ton of balls again, I'm sure, yeah, down there in Carolina. And Dalvin Cook, all the talent in the world, 
I think I saw he had like a 85-yard touchdown in the preseason game this weekend. Just got to stay on the field. Stays on the field. It's good. Uh, I like Jameis Winston. He was on my list of quarterbacks to watch. Uh, Tampa Bay can't run the ball at all, and they've got all the weapons in the world. So yeah, that's it. Everybody like talks about day. you know Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, OJ Howard. You know who's throwing them the ball? Winston. So you, you, yep. you deal with a couple interceptions and just take all the good shit that comes with it. Yeah, I mean Bruce Arians. We we've seen what he's done in in all of his spots with passing the ball. Uh, overlooked is the fact that Jameis is playing for a contract. Everyone always comes out in those years when they're looking for the contract. Is this you a know, contract year for him? It is. Another two defense team. Yeah, I, I didn't think that that was the move, but I missed the uh, memo. Yeah, to each their own. Uh, Buffalo and New England. Um, I don't really know, Matt. I know New England's always kind of a fantasy stalwart with Belichick there, but. Look at New England after week one, though. Dolphins, Jets, Bills, Redskins, Giants, Jets. And then they play the Mighty Browns, so that'll be a tough week for them. But they have Dallas on the schedule this year too. So that's a nice little stretch after Week One, and even against Pittsburgh at home. You know, Ben's traditionally is not the best on the road, so maybe he'll throw a couple picks and could even be a good defensive week for New England. Then, even if they give up a few touchdowns, it could be. Uh, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of high on the Jets this year. What? Uh, I, yeah, I think I think they're going to put some. I don't. No, I'm not saying they're going to be in the playoff team, but I think they're going to be in contention. I heard that Donald's actually been looking really well. I've heard that. I think Bell's going to do well. Um, I think they're going to be competent this year. You know, at, at work we have our draft every year where we each go through in a snake style and pick teams, and we get points for each win. And uh, the Jets are act. We're actually, you know, I got lucky enough to have the last pick this year, so I had to do two you know, at each end of the round. So Jets were my third team that I picked. Hmm. I mean, when you're getting down at that point, you know, at that, you know, when I'm picking those third, the, my third and fourth teams, we're looking at like the nine worst teams in the NFL. So true. Well, hey, you look- I, ha- I had my first, so I got the, I got the Jets. My last team I picked was the Buccaneers. I, I don't really know why at that point, I guess. You know, Chris Godwin's going to be a stud, so and catch like 15 touchdowns. <laughs> That's got to lead to some wins. Yeah, is that, my is first that your, two. Is that your bold take? You're making it now. Yeah, absolutely. Mark it down. All right. And uh, my first two teams were the Cowboys and the Browns. So I mean, they're going to be in the Super Bowl this year. So I should get a bunch of wins there. Well, Browns are going to win 12, but the Cowboys probably only going to get you a modest nine. Oh, <laughs> easy there, guy. We'll see. One at a time. <laughs> All right, yeah, Karch, very solid roster, you know, NFC North, going to be battling. Yeah, it could be a good season. Curious to see how this tight end plays out for him. Is Has he been featured on Hard Knocks at all? I haven't really heard the name too much. Uh, I haven't heard too, too much about Hard Knocks this year. You'll have to ask Marascio. I know he's a big fan. He watches every week. Yeah. Um, I had heard the name kicked around a little bit, but kind of went into the draft, only wanted to take one tight end, so um, I took care of that pretty early. I guess one, we'll one get pick I do see. Do I do one team? I do uh, one pick. I do see. I I am a big fan of Latavius Murray this year. Uh, I think him stepping right into that Mark Ingram roll down in the New Orleans offense is going to do well for him. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, and God, could you imagine? God forbid Kamara gets hurt, but oof. man, he's going to have even more value then. He's he's got a I think a, a pretty high floor. Absolutely. 
All right, moving on to team number three in the draft, none other than Eric Gula. And we made a reservation for 9.07 p.m. to discuss his team because he's all about making reservations on draft day. That is correct. <laughs> uh, Mr. Gula is a businessman. His team name is I'm Getting Drunk. We know that's not a lie, and I always do have to chuckle still that for the past five years about Gula's team picture is a picture of J-Will. You might think you're playing J-Will when you pull up the team picture. but Is that Megan Ruane in the picture too next to J-Will? It is. Huh. How about that? How about that? <laughs> Another two defense team. What in the friggin' hell is going on with these two defense teams? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he he went right off. I believe Chicago was the top defense off the board this year. So yeah, you know, I think if there's a reach on uh, any defense, it should have been them. Anyhow, I mean, they're pretty damn good. Yeah, I don't have the I don't have the draft rounds ahead of me, but I do believe that it was in the tenth round, which you know that's about the earliest I would ever want to see a defense go off the board. Yeah, tenth pick of the tenth round. There you go. So, I, I mean, hey. The, they do they do look like beasts on paper and yeah the only thing with them is i believe you could take a look and every top rated fantasy defense going into the draft has never finished as a top fantasy defense so it's kind of a crapshoot but we'll see yeah uh, a, i mean that's the game you play i mean it's, su- it's such an unpredictable position fantasy fantasy wise i mean you can only i guess for any position really you just make make the best guess based on the info and matchup you have and go for it but I think defenses are one of the more difficult ones to try and predict. Absolutely. So what's your first take looking at Mr. Gould's roster? Another team with strong receivers. I think he's going to be really get good production from that squad. Um, I mean, not so much in terms of receiver depth, but those top three are good. I mean, I'm not sure what's going on with Kenny Stills and the trade rumors that are swirling. But Keenan Allen, DJ Moore, and Marvin Jones Jr., I'd be happy if I had them three as my starters. The running backs, uh, maybe a little more cloudy. I mean, n- no reason to be worried about it from the start, but there's just possible issues. You know, Ingram getting on an age, mixing with his injury issues. Henry with the same. Gordon, who knows when he's coming back. I mean, geez, you keep that running back core at top strength, and could you also be looking at you know really strong performance from those guys too. Yeah, I agree. I, I think receivers receiver looks really good. Um, uh, you, Joe Mixon, I'm, I'm really low on Cincinnati this year. That's the only thing. I think he's got all the talent in the world. Um, I just don't know how that offense is going to be. I think they're going to be playing from behind a lot. Hopefully they, you know, maybe he'll catch some passes out there. But I know that they usually go to you know, Giovanni Bernard, who I believe is still there. Um, he is. Yeah, I know they their first round pick uh, was an offensive lineman who's out for the year, I believe. So, you know, that kind of stinks there. I think I think the the tale of Gula's team will be how long Melvin Gordon's holdout goes. Well, since I have Austin Eckler, I hope it's for the entire season. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you do. Um, who knows? I mean, if he if his team if his team keeps him in contention and and Gordon comes in towards the end of the year, kind of like maybe the same situation i think he has to be back around when kareem hunt is due back to accrue a season so he could be a free agent so yeah maybe he he stomps in and went around week 10 and at that point you know you're looking flush at running back and maybe can get some receiver depth if you need it but um i look i, I think goal's got decent decent depth too i like the guys on the bench that he has uh i think he's got some 
some good guys down there. I, I've heard a lot about the, the tight end in Balt, uh, Baltimore, that Mark Andrews. Who knows what's going to happen because they have a couple down there. But yeah, I know I've heard some good things about him. Yeah, I think Hayden Abrams going to be – right? I believe so, yeah. I think they got another guy too. can't remember his name off the top of my head. Wouldn't be surprised uh, to see Hayden Hurst come on strong. I mean, I think he was pretty much the guy in town until he got hurt. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know who's going to take that job and run it, but I think they're going to have the, you know, they they do like to run the ball a ton, so they're going to have those tight ends on the field a lot. There's going to be some opportunities, but who knows if he'll even get onto the starting roster because I think Evan Ingram's going to have a great year. Um, if he stays healthy, I think he can kind of take over in that deep threat role that Beckham leaves uh, the void with the Giants. Yeah, a lot of targets uh, to distribute. I mean, no Golden Tate for four weeks. Odell Beckham's gone from the team. I mean, you're looking at Sterling Shepard and Ingram both. Big opportunity to rack up some points. Definitely. But I think I think Gula did a good job. I know he wasn't happy with uh, his keepers or the fact that we are a keeper league. But I think he's got some potential now on his roster that that might not be an issue uh, in the future. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, team number four is Josh Cake, your fellow Browns fan. Let's go, Cake. Definitely. Uh, the first thing I think that pops out, I think everyone saw, Cake had made some, was the only one who made some moves last year and picked up a couple of second round picks slash fourth round picks, if you really look at it with keepers, uh, in this year's draft. Um, so I think, you know, the first thing you're going to look at his roster and when you have all those extra picks. I think his starting roster looks incredible. He's stacked. Um, I think he, he went out and got Baker Mayfield, so he doesn't have to. He can his name actually makes sense this year. <laughs> but uh, you know, I I think anyone could say his his starting roster is incredible. I think his depth. You know, you've missed some of those mid round picks because obviously you have your studs from the fourth round that you gave up. Yeah. Um, I think his depth. There's just a couple of questions there. Not a lot personally that I. I'm a fan of on the on his bench. I think uh, the I do. bench I think is more Darwin of like Thompson. an upside squad. You know, like QT, how is he going to perform when healthy? Darwin Thompson, my God, everybody's talking about him these days. Ito Smith, who knows if Devonta Freeman stays healthy? I hope so for my sake, but there's guys that can provide some pretty good return. Yeah, definitely. I actually just re- – I didn't even realize Devin Funches was with the Colts until I have his roster up in front of my eyes. So that shows you, I guess, how, how much – I, I, I think of Devin Funches. And I'm a big fan of Kiki QT, but again, I've just been burnt by him too many times. He's got to stay healthy. Um, but yeah, I think Cake. I think Cake's roster is going to be a tough out for anyone. Oh, I pity yeah. whoever has to play his team twice. Who has? Who does he have to play twice? Uh, that would be. Uh, Karch and Carl. Bummer for Karch and Carl. This is true. But, yeah, I think I don't think you have to go any further. He's got a stacked roster. Yeah, on top of that, the Rams uh, defense, they're one of the best ones, one of the top off the board too. Definitely. And I, I joked during the draft, but, you know, God, God forbid with this starting roster that he runs into any trouble. Uh, I wonder which of these guys he'll trade to Maraccio this year. <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little concerned that he took Phillip Rivers. I, I hope my fellow Browns fan doesn't have concerns with our with our savior, Baker Mayfield. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know most people do like to, to roster that second quarterback just in case. Like, Phillip Rivers is a guy. You know he's going to throw for a ton of yards down there. Um, so he's not bad to have just in case. But sure. um, I don't think you have anything to worry about. I took Baker Mayfield in my dynasty startup league this year. I've got high hopes for the guy, and I got one of his top targets sitting on my roster. So, you know, we're, we're all go Baker. Same. <laughs> all righty pick number five was trust the process my first Carl- my first week opponent oh baby the whole team's taking stink. on the they agony of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think carl's uh carl's roster he's definitely got some pieces but um, I have questions at running back other than Chubb. Josh Jacobs, I think, you know, has a road to be one of the top rookie running backs and no one in front of him out there in Oakland. But uh, Geis, I have questions. Just call it living in the D.C. area and having to endure Washington sports radio. But um, coming off the injury from last year, I've just got questions if he's going to be all that. He's got Adrian Peterson still in front of him. They went out this year and drafted another running back in Bryce Love. So how's Ben uh, uh, Bryce Love been doing in the preseason? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I haven't. I haven't looked at much. I haven't heard. There's not been that much optimism for the uh, the Washington football team around here. So yeah, yeah. I haven't. I haven't caught any of their games. I have no clue how he's doing. I know Geis looked pretty good last week. I heard. So, and I know a lot of people are high on him. Just, I, I don't count myself as one of them. Nice. Yeah, I, I agree with some of your sentiments here on the team, on, on Carl's team. I, I think I'm maybe a little more optimistic on Josh Jacobs. You know, first round running back, I think they're going to use him heavily. And he's going to have a good fantasy season. I agree on Geis. Not quite sure how he's going to do. But I also wouldn't be shocked if he came out and was awesome because he came out so highly touted. We haven't really seen what he can do yet. I mean, not even really in the preseason because that's when he got hurt last year, wasn't it? Yeah. But he picked up one of the top tight ends. You know, it's going to get great points for him. And then you look at that quarterback selection. I mean, Kyler Murray, I mean, what, what's he going to do? People think he's not going to do good. Some people think he's going to be great. But, you know, these mobile quarterbacks, man, they can rack up a lot of extra points just from their, their running game. So I think there's yeah, good he- potential. He's got Josh Allen sitting on the bench as well. Again, a quarterback kind of in that same mold. Um, with that, with being able to get those rushing yards, I think really helps out. So, yeah. um, I think he's got. I think his roster's got potential. He's got a lot of young guys as well. He'll have a lot of options for uh, keepers going forward. But um, we kind of breeze past it. But I do like his receiving core. Yeah, for sure. I'm expecting a big season out of Curtis Samuel. I think uh, he's really gonna gonna break out. This year in, in fantasy, I mean, not be like a, you know, like, like an, a wide receiver one or anything like that, but, but I think he's gonna be pretty solid and take a nice step forward. Definitely. All right. Hey, only team one numbers. We're, we're getting back to one defense teams now. It's good. It's a, they got a good week one matchup, Philly against Washington. Oh, I thought you were saying Director. he has a good week one matchup against me. I was like, you dick. <laughs> Whoa, easy there, easy there, guy. No, after I just sat there and trashed how the Washington offense looks, uh, <laughs> I, I think the Philly defense is definitely going to feast week one. Um, but, you know, Trent Williams is holding out their best offensive lineman, their left tackle. So nice. I think that Philly D-line is going to be uh, living in the backfield. 
I think that brings us to uh, yours truly, Mr. Baker. Agony of the Feet. Yeah, let's. Uh, wh- how'd you get that name? Well, it's it's all stemmed from Antonio Brown, who is an absolute absolute shit show. He is one of my favorite NFL players to follow because I'm just so happy he's not in the Browns and I can watch some type of circus act on another team. But he's still so good, and this whole frostbite thing with his feet, good God. Gotta love it. I mean, is he healed? I hope he's healed. I think so. Man, but, you know, I, I, it's got to be nice for you that he's not on the Steelers anymore, at least. True, and you know, I'm not too worried about Derek Carr being his quarterback either. I think he's still going to get his bread. He's just, he's just that good. Yeah, I think that was that was. I heard one of the highlights of the first episode of Hard Knocks was when Antonio Brown had his kids at camp, and they kept asking, "Daddy, where's Big Ben?" Oh no! And he's like, "Oh, he's like, you know, Ben's in Pittsburgh. Where, you know, Carr's our quarterback now, and he's pointing him out and." So yeah, I thought that was well. That was one of the better moments. Um, I guess I kind of did the same thing with AB and Ty Hilton. Is that his receivers that might have been a little bit more highly touted if they were in their old situations? AB being in Pittsburgh, Ty if Luck didn't retire. But I still think they're both going to have really good seasons. And I wanted to draft receiver heavy because I feel like in years past in this league, that's kind of what burned me. It's I tried to have too too much balance through every individual position. And then I ended up being thin at receiver because we have three instead of two. And then I missed out on a lot of points there. So that was a really focal point for me in my draft. So uh, I'll, I'll let you talk about your draft. I don't want to I don't want to put words in your mouth uh, since you're the co-host here and get see kind of what you know, what you were thinking about your team. Sure. I'll be happy to, to give my thoughts afterwards and and ask you a couple questions, but why don't you uh, kick it off? Well, yeah, I guess to kick it off, I mean, I might as well just have renamed my team the Packers because I kept Devonta Adams and Aaron Rodgers, one of the top receiver quarterback connections in the entire NFL. I think that the Rodgers keeper might come back to bite me just because, you know, with the way it's structured is he's essentially my second-round draft pick, and a quarterback in the second round is obviously, you know, it's pretty high, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So – but I, based on the price that it costs to keep him and other players I had on my roster, you know, I, think, I was looking at Leonard Fournette, who's got recurring injury issues. I had James White, who came cheap, but I didn't know, again, you know, having him in that second-round tender. I thought that having the stack with Adams and Rodgers was a solid base for the team. And through the draft, really, I just wanted to focus on finding value in each round. Not so much saying I'm going to draft this position this round, this position this round, more so every round just looking at who's available, who's the best guy I can get for my team, and dealing with it after the fact. Know what I mean? Yeah, awesome rundown. I'm, I'm, um, uh, I'm happy to report that I drafted a tight end. I had I had a league last weekend where uh, we had a nice day-long draft party and the, the natural light seltzers were flowing and I conveniently forgot to draft a tight end during that live draft but i didn't make the same mistake in this one and i'm, I'm very proud of myself for that <laughs> yeah definitely well actually i'm looking at your roster one of the questions i want to ask you is you have two tight ends on your roster now i'm a big fan of austin hooper i think he's going to do well down there in atlanta this year but uh talk to me about your pick of rob gronkowski you know the late rounds you can either use just to build depth fill your bye week guys or you can go as high upside as possible. And I was just looking at an article yesterday 
throughout the day where Gronk was talking about how he lost his passion for the game when he was playing and having a break has really helped him clear his mind and this and that. And I even saw a video clip where he was, he was crying. He was speaking to a crowd of people, and as he was explaining to them how he was losing his joy for football, he was just breaking down in the middle of speaking about it. And you can really tell he was beat up about it. But, you know, I don't discount a scenario where he's got his head clear. The Patriots, Robert Kraft, comes calling, tells him that, hey, we need you for this team, and gives him the sales pitch of a lifetime. And maybe Gronk will come back and play some football. And that's a guy I'll happily put on that roster and use that extra bench spot to see if it happens. I'd much rather have Greg Zerline as my kicker, banging me out 10-plus points every week. But the possibility of Gronk coming back is a suitable replacement to that kicker slot. Uh, well, it's, it's no secret it's no secret which way you voted uh, in regards to whether we should have kickers or hey, not. Hey, kickers but. are people too. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will say, I will say, you know, obviously, I think depending on how things go in New England, you know, whether it be Kraft or Belichick or even, you know, Tommy Touchdown himself, that goes out and makes the call to Gronk. I think if he's, you know, got his mind cleared, that's good. The only, the only cause for concern is I, I don't think the NFL is down with the whole the CBD stuff, CBD oil, which I think True. he was speaking about. Yep. Um, so that, you know, that there's a there's a flag there, but I, I definitely can't fault you for taking the chance because if he does get rostered, I mean. We, we know how good Gronk yeah, is. Yeah, I think I had the recency bias of just seeing that news story on the day of the draft and then thinking, hey, hey, here we go. You know, like just put some other Mohamed Sanu type receiver on my team or maybe just take a flyer on Gronk and see how it goes. I feel like I drafted pretty well through my other positions to not have to take a guy in that 14th round that I would really need to use anytime soon. That makes total sense. But we'll and, you know, see. You know, you got Duke Johnson. These rumors of Kenyon Drake getting traded to the Texans. Eckler is only for as good as Gordon's out. Tariq Cohen. We'll see how that goes with David Montgomery. He's a wild card. You'll get to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, not really a wild card. I shouldn't have said that, but just you know, a rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. You're, you know, you're taking the words out of my mouth, John. Because I, when I looked at your roster, I, the first note I wrote was, I, you know, your running back situations look good, but they could always, you know, Devonta Freeman has some injury questions. Uh, Duke Johnson, while I'm super high on him, uh, hit the Lamar Miller injury was huge for my dynasty team. That was very, very weak at running back, and now with a at least an elevated role for duke johnson i would think with the injury yeah. uh, that was big for me but obviously if they you know if they either pick someone up from cuts or i don't i don't unless the clowny the you know kenny drake comes in that clowny deal i don't think they'll give up draft capital for running back after giving up a third slash fourth to the browns for duke um so i think he's going to have that that opportunity but like you said uh if Melvin Gordon decides to come back, Austin Eckler's value definitely is affected by that. But I think you've got a strong roster. I think if Aaron Rodgers can be the Aaron Rodgers of past and, and have a renaissance, um, I think Devontae Adams is just going to have a monster year. Yeah, Rodgers, Rodgers had, had a down year last season, so I'm really hoping he has a little bit of a resurgence. You, you know, I kick myself looking, thinking back two years in the business league when I – was probably the team that had the worst keepers in the draft um, was the last year I had Devonte Adams was one of my keepers uh, as well as Dak Prescott. That's how, that's how brutal it was that year. Jeez. Um, oh, yeah, that was, that was the year that I, that I finished in dead last and was it, but you know, able to work some deals and, you know, ended up with the guys they have now. 
I guess without the, without keeping Devontae and Dak, I wouldn't be sitting with Saquon right now. So hey, everything happens for a reason, right? Absolutely, but yeah, I think those guys have a monster year. Did you happen to catch them at a at their practice today? I guess they all a couple of the guys on the Packers dressed up as the characters from Happy Gilmore. Yes, and Aaron Rodgers was Ben Stiller. <laughs> Yes, excellent. Oh, yes. I was loving that. That was so. beautiful. The stash filled it out perfectly. Absolutely. Um, but like I said, uh, like you said, you you definitely went heavy on receiver. I think you know Golden Tate's going to come back in for four games, and I, I mean he's got to fill in there in that Giants offense. I think whether you know whether it's Eli or Daniel Jones, that's a question for another day. It's going to be throwing the ball to him, but um, you know I think you've got great depth at the most important positions. So. Hope so. So after your team, I believe we come out to Mr. Marascio, who is returning to an old team name of his. Hanging with Mr. Cooper makes his return. Yeah, hey, I, you know I love I love his keepers. He's gonna have he had a really strong base here for that team um, with David Johnson and Julio Jones. You know it's gonna provide solid balance for his roster, and um, it's you know. He, really started himself off well you know browns back to back in round seven and eight gotta love it gotta love it oh yeah yeah i um looking at ratio's roster i i think he's got an awesome starting roster uh, i know he's a brown i'm not super high on david and joku but we'll see i mean he's I, what this is only his second year right second or third year I forget, but I do. Uh, I have questions uh, about him. Uh, just looking at the the rest of the roster as well, I think Miles Sanders is gonna have an excellent year. He's he comes from a pedigree of excellent running backs from Penn State. Will he be this year's Saquon Barkley? I'm not sure. I think that. Um, Philadelphia has their com- the running back by committee option, and he's got Jordan Howard in front of him to start the year. But I think is Howard going to be Miles- the starter from week one? I haven't really heard. I I think this is going to be one of those situations where everyone's going to have a role. But I think as the year goes on, the usage for Miles Sanders is going to go up. So yeah. while he might not be like Saquon Barkley was last year, where he was kind of the guy for the Giants. I mean, I don't think anyone. I think. Anyone who's a Saquon fan probably grumbled when they saw Wayne Gallman waddle out onto the field. <laughs> but um, obviously, looking at, I, I'm not a huge fan of some of the the bench running backs Marascio has. So I would I would think that Miles Sanders being in that second spot, hopefully for him, he gets more of those opportunities. Now, hopefully, it comes at uh, the Eagles not winning that many games, but that's just a personal preference. So what do you see? Like you see Penny Lewis Jackson just all. All backup type guys, not really, uh, not really super high upside there. I mean, unless something happens yeah, to the I starter. Think, yeah, I, I think every in every opportunity in every one of those you're looking at, they're kind of waiting for that opportunity. Now, I think Penny, I drafted Penny. He's in my dynasty league, and so I'm hoping to heck that he gets some opportunities being a first round draft pick, and you know, knowing that Seattle likes to run the ball. So, and I think if Carson goes down that there's going to be the opportunities for him. I know Mike Davis was there last year and he's since gone. So those carries have to go somewhere and hopefully Penny can pick some of those up. But uh, Dion Lewis, I think he's going to have his role and really it'll depend if Derrick Henry's uh, stays healthy or not. Justin Jackson could easily be 
down to a third back when Gordon comes in. So man, he's got some good no receivers in that team. He does. I mean, you're sitting there looking right at the right at the bottom of the roster. You see Josh Gordon, and you know there's. I know there's still questions if they say he'll play week one or not, but I, I think he'll get he'll get going pretty early in the season. And you know, I was looking at him as well. I think he. I think that was his player he picked up in the uh, in the swap the trade with, yep. with, uh, with with Cake uh, from that trade from last year. So, um, but his yeah his receivers. I, I do. I guess it's just a Yahoo quirk, but it does concern me slightly that his top three receivers all sit there with that questionable tag. Um, and I think, you know, more so, I think it's just precautionary during the preseason at this point. But yeah. I've heard I've heard all signs, you know, as I've said before, I keep the pulse on Dallas players, and I've heard all signs that Cooper should be good to go for week one. So, yeah, I think the I think same Julio's for Julio, fine, too. Good to go as well. Uh, obviously, he's got Jarvis Landry there, and he's going to catch a lot of balls this year from Baker. Um, but yeah, I think overall he, he started out with good keepers. He made some good picks and he's got um, really interesting. I think he's got all his depth in the running back and wide receiver position, decided not to go with, uh, with backups for quarterback tight end or defense. So we'll see how that goes. I think, you know, Drew Brees is out there and I'm, I, I know he joked about trading him to Karch since Karch always seems to love to have Drew Brees, but um, we'll see. I think Drew Brees will have his usual Drew Brees season. He always does. Hey, he's given me no reason to think otherwise. Definitely. He's going to be solid production. He's one of the best quarterbacks. I'm not quite sure why he was as low as he was on the consensus quarterback rankings, but I mean – his stats last year speak for themselves. Almost four thousand yards passing, thirty-two touchdowns, only five picks. I mean, that's what you want. Maybe it's his lack of mobility, but you know who knows. Yeah, I think the the, the more you look at it, is they're, they they have got their they've been leaning more on the running back game. Maybe um, you look at you know I think you look at his pass catchers and you got guys like Tommy Lee Lewis and and such in his wide receiver core that are always out there. So they're not the, the greatest names, but they do get the job done. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think, I think he's fine there. I don't think he's usually, he's stayed pretty healthy as well. So um, moving on next to pick eight, we had Mr. Steve-O, Steve Johnson. Um, I think he had uh I feel like skills. every single team I look at, I'm every single team. I'm like, this team has awesome receivers. Is there are there just that many good receivers, or what's going on here? Yeah, I think I think there there was definitely lots of options at receivers this year. I've had the same thing. Uh, I looked at. I think he had just looking overall at his starting roster. I really like the starting roster, and I think when you look at his depth, I I said he's got lots of veteran depth. I don't see any of these like super young guys down. Uh, in the roster, you've got guys like LaShawn McCoy, who people aren't that excited about, but you know, he's a veteran and he's got, he's going to have a solid floor if he has to be in the, in the starting roster. Same with Jordan Howard. Uh, I guess Jamison Crowder has moved on to New York, you know, new team, new opportunities there. But overall, I think just looking at the starting roster, um, very strong. Yeah, I agree. I think the starting roster is going to be competitive most weeks when they're all when they're all in there, but I think when this when this team starts hitting some of those bye weeks and some of these bench guys got to get start rotating in, could create some question marks. I'm not a big fan of the bench. 
Yeah, I agree. I do, but like I said, I, I do think if things go well with the starting roster, I think it's definitely a strong team. Yeah, I mean, shady God, what is he like thirty five at this point? I'm just joking, but man, I feel like he's been in the in the game for such a long time. Yeah, and they've even taught like I've even heard rumors of maybe him being a possible guy that the, the Bills cut bait with before the season even starts. Get out, really? Yeah, not not a lot of scuttle, but just uh, just the, given the you know Devin Singletary giving him run hmm. as the rookie, and I for, they have someone else. I forget who else yeah. they have up there. You know, oh, hold on, I gotta look it up here quick. While I'm looking this up, I meant to ask you when you, you were at your draft with your natty uh, hard seltzers, were you? Catalina Lime Mixer or Aloha Beaches? Oh, Catalina Lime Mixer. They were excellent. Man, they come in at 6% a pop. This is not an advertisement, by the way, but holy shit. They, <laughs> like they, they, they don't even sneak up on you. They just punch you directly in the nose. Yeah, man. I mean, I haven't had the Natty one yet, but I'm a big fan of the White Claw. The, the Claws get the job done. I had my first uh, Claw this, on it, Saturday, too, among other beers as well, but... There you go. Yeah. So you joked about how them had uh, LaShawn McCoy being 35-year-old. Uh, the Bills actually have a 36-year-old running back. Frank Gore is on the roster. Get the hell out. Yep. He's got to be – he's old reliable. He is. I mean, he had 722 yards last year with the Dolphins. I mean, not terrible. I remember I was not a fan of him last year. He, I was a, I was an owner of Kenyon Drake in one of my leagues, and – I thought, you know, joked again with Frank Gore would just waddle out there instead of Kenyon and just piss me off whenever I started it. Give me a quick second to go pick up Frank Gore. <laughs> <laughs> I know Frank Gore, former Philadelphia Eagle legend of about, what, 10 hours, was it? <laughs> a couple years ago? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So moving on from Mr. Stevens comes to my squad, picking at pick number nine. Stand up, Kamish. Take a bow. Let's hear what you got. All right, man. I'll I'll roll through. Uh, you know, I thought I think I started off again, like I said, with two really strong keepers. I mean, how can you not say that when you have the guy who's pretty much consensus one of the top three picks in fantasy and Saquon Barkley, who had just a incredible rookie year, and I hope to see more, uh, more from him. Odell Beckham again. I loved the move to Cleveland. I think. Getting, you know, hooking up with Baker Mayfield down there is just going to be big for him. Hopefully an upgrade, I would think an upgrade from Eli. And I think he's pretty excited at the change of scenery as well. To be back with his buddy, uh, Juice Landry, is big. So I I was happy going in with those guys. I was happy to have a a running back and a wide receiver. I think in years past, you know, I've usually been heavy at the running back and do you kind of feel like man i have to go out and get a receiver with this first pick or well actually last year i guess my keepers were zeke and odell but i knew i was taking barkley first overall truth but um you know i went into i think i went in the draft like most anyone else i really wanted to attack the the running back and wide receiver position um i was definitely planning on taking carry on johnson i i did a couple mocks before the draft had started. And I think in one or two of them, he fell to me and I was like, well, there's no chance. Like people are pretty high on him. I don't think he's going to make it to me, but it would be nice. And I sat there while uh, team Steve-O, Steve Johnson took pretty much the whole clock. And I'm like, all right, like I'm, I'm set. Yeah. I'm taking carry on Johnson. He's going to fall to me. And then he took him and I was just like, Oh man. And uh, 
I've been kind of high on Dave Montgomery. I didn't think, I think a lot of people are pretty high on him and pretty much every mock draft had one of those teams, the last three teams drafting after me, picking him at some point in that turn before it came back to me in the fourth round. Uh, I wanted to get a shot at him. So I figured uh, I'd have to take him. There wasn't really just thinking of how the draft board went. I don't think there was any receivers I really wanted at that point. So I figured I'd roll the dice with the rookie at that first pick. I've heard great things. So we'll see. Um, obviously anytime you're going in with a rookie running back, there's going to be questions because they've never taken an actual snap in the NFL, but yeah. you know, I, I feel it, that was uh, a, a decent pick and we'll see how that turns out. Um, I went back after that point and then really wanted to, to lock down some receivers. I got Chris Godwin who has just been, he's from Penn State. The he, I, I mean, obviously he's a Penn Stater. So, you know, I followed his career and I just think that he's can have a monster year. He's shown a good connection already with Jameis in the off season, and he had a you know a great year last year, I think, and I think he could just the, the sky's the limit for that with passing game of that offense. They're going to be down in a lot of games. They're going to be throwing the ball around, and I think that they can support with uh, both him and Mike Evans. So I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, man. Um, I went with Alshon Jeffrey. I don't look at it as like a, a sexy pick by any means, but I think he's going to be solid. Uh, there was definitely a couple other receivers that I was, was, was hoping that were going to make it to me when that pick happened. It didn't happen. I'm okay with him in the wide receiver three spot. Honestly, I think that there's a lot to, you know, a lot of targets in Philly and he's always going to be a red zone threat. I think so. Um, I think them going out and getting Deshaun Jackson might actually loosen up some of the coverage for Alshon as well. So um, th- that finished out my receiving core and my two starting running backs. At that point, the draft kind of went into I, – I, I was really, I'm really high on Matt Ryan this year. Every mock draft, I, he never made it to me. Uh, so I decided that I was just going to pick him before anyone else was going to have the opportunity to uh, – I think he's. I think that offense is going to be great. I think looking at the schedule, the, he plays 13 of his games in a dome, and his only road trips are to, outside are to Tampa, San Francisco, and Carolina. Oh my god! All pretty like so. I don't see too too many weather concerns there. I think. I mean, San Francisco is always pretty mild, and I think his Carolina trip is early November, maybe. So no weather concerns. He loves playing in the dome. I just think he's gonna have he's in for a monster year. So I that was one of those guys that I said I really wanted to come out of the draft with, and mm-hmm. I made it happen. Kind of the same thing with Vance McDonald. I know people are like iffy on him, but Jesse James, former Penn Stater, uh, is not there anymore. There's a lot of targets to go around with Antonio Brown not there. So I'm I'm rolling the dice and thinking Vance Refrigeration is gonna gonna be the guy there. Doing the Vance dance. I went into the draft at that point. I'll, you know, most of the years I always try to get a backup quarterback, backup tight end, have options. But this year, I really just at that point after that, I, I had planned on taking running backs, receivers, and and my defense, which is pretty much what I did uh, until the last round. I think I got a lot of. I have a very young roster. I think after looking at it this morning, it's going to be boomer bust. I think I'm either the team's either going to be really good or it's going to be really bad, depending on how some of those guys turn out. You think so? I. That's that's the that's how I look at my roster. I th- you know there's obviously some dependable guys there, but you you know you never know what's going to happen with them. Um, 
but I think I got, I have a lot of young guys, so I need some opportunities for them. I did take Kareem Hunt. You know, if my team is going well, I think him coming in with fresh legs in week 10 could be huge to throw in or throw into the lineup. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think my receivers on the bench all have some potential uh, to be studs. I like Justice Hill. I, I know there was a couple guys that were I, – I remember being between him and Jalen Samuels, actually, who uh, I think Zach ended up taking. And I mentioned that I was kind of fighting between which one of those two to take. And he said, well, I had to take Jalen because you took Justice Hill and stole him from me. So Yeah, I thought Justice Hill was um, a good pick. I was hoping I might get him. Yeah, so like I said, I, I look at my team – I think I think it's going to be boomer bust. Uh, Dallas defense. I was you know I wanted to make sure I got them. I know there's another Dallas fan in the league who probably would have tried to swipe them up, but they start out with probably with Giants, uh, Redskins, and Miami right in a row. So that's three weeks against three not so great offenses that I think. Yeah, it's going to be um, nice. It's going to be three weeks. You don't even really have to think about that position. Exactly, and I do like to stream my defenses a lot. So, well, you got um, you got the Saints and Packers after week. that. So, hopefully, you're starting to look well, at your Week Four defenses. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. And then uh, I did. I, I ended up drafting Tom Brady. It's kind of like I couldn't believe he made it to the last round without anyone taking him. Uh, I know he's definitely slowed down, and maybe without Gronk, people think this is finally the year it's going to happen. But my, how times have changed. I figured, hey, why not? I mean, he's he, he could end up being Tom Brady. I'm pretty sure that's who. Uh, that's who Andrew traded from Cake this past year. If I was, if I was, uh, if I remember that trade correctly, mm. he was one of the pieces in that trade to get a, a second round pick. So you never know. But um, yeah, I, definitely a, a long diatribe on my thoughts on the roster process. But I like it, man. Sounds like you have some sound reasoning, and I agree. You've got some guys who, um, you know, you say boomer bust. I just see high upside if if these guys pan out. Like they like they might. Holy smokes! I mean, you're gonna have a lot of points out there. But if not, well, we'll see. You could be uh, you could be in the running for the first pick next year. So, <laughs> well, Yahoo was not a fan of my draft. They gave me a C plus in the draft, and they project me to only win three games. So, um, I didn't I didn't think my draft was that bad. But I did do a little research, and it <laughs> seemed they're not very high on David Montgomery. They have him as like a six or seven point guy every week of the season after week one. So. Um, they're really a they're a believer in Tariq Cohen, which is good for you. Nice. They think I can win ten games. That's good. Thanks, Yahoo. Uh, that well, there you go. So we'll see. Uh, like I said, I think it's. I look at my team and I see. I'm happy with how the draft ended up. There were only a couple of guys. Uh, I'll, I'll cover it in the next team because I. It was it literally the pick after me. That uh, that was the only pick that made me swear after the draft. But <laughs> uh, we'll take a look at Team Folo, the gold standard, last year's third place finisher. And I'll let you talk because I feel like I need a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take a drink of water, Adam. You're doing great here. There you go. Well, the gold standard is a team that started off with two awesome keepers. I'm going to take a quick look here. I don't know if we had anybody else who kept a tight end to start outside of gold standard. And that's in Zach Ertz. So, you know, having that one position where you really only need one player for the entire season, except to fill that bye week. I mean, he shored that up real quick with one of the top tight ends in the game. Also did so with Tyreek Hill, number one receiver in one of the top offenses in the NFL. Laid a solid base for that team. I was interested in seeing Rams picks back to back in rounds three and four. You know, Todd Gurley, we're not quite sure how that how he's going to bounce back from the arthritis that was nagging him last year. But words that I've, that I've seen 
out of Rams camp have said that he's looking great and, and could just return to form without issue. Uh, I do like the Deshaun Watson pick. I think he's going to be an awesome quarterback, throw a lot of touchdowns, and he's going to get it done on the on the ground too. Yeah, definitely. Um, I kind of agree with a lot of your things. I am very questionable on Todd Gurley. I, I have a pending – he's been my star in my other league that I'm in, in which I've kind of had a Philly Fever-like dynasty of my own. I've, I've won the league the last, three out of the last four years. Hey, nice. Todd, Todd Gurley has been a big part of that. Um, so mad that but I, so mad that uh, he took James White. He's been your guy. Yeah, I wanted him. He, I wanted him. But yeah, I'm definitely like just racking my brain because I I just feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna not keep Gurley and he's it's just gonna be bamboozle us all and he's gonna be just as good as he is and I'll be kicking myself all season in that other league. Um, but who knows? I I've heard the same thing. I think it all depends on the health of the knee. Obviously, as the guy who drafted Daryl Hender or Daryl Henderson, um. You know, I hope he at least gets some opportunities in there. They've kind of been saying that even that Gurley's healthy, but they do want to take his usage down a little bit. Yeah. So hopefully there's some opportunity there for him. But I do see at with some this team when I look at it is, you know, I look at the picks round seven through 14 and I see a handful of guys who all could be very good, but also could be not very good. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, hold on. I'm just going into the draft. I'm, Going in the draft results so I could take a look at those. Uh, oh, my bad. So, okay, games. round seven, you got Fitzgerald. You know, he's future Hall of Famer, oh, got- but is he going to slow down? Is he going to take a second, you know, a back seat to Christian Kirk this year? Who knows how it's going to work out in San Francisco? You got Matt Breida there with the pick, but is it going to be Tevin Coleman? Doesn't look like Jarek McKinnon's probably going to play too much this year, if at all. Uh, Michael Gallup, he's a cowboy, so he'll probably do really crappy. What do you think about that? That, well, th- that's the pick that I actually swore after. Um, oh, was it? Oh, I you, believe... you texted me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gallup was a guy. I, I mean, I had figured I could have gotten him at least a round or two after. Yeah. Um, my my plan was to take him on the turn after the turn in the tenth round. I was going between Kareem Hunt and him, and I I I don't know. I decided to go with Hunt. Maybe he would have won. Maybe I could have got him later. Um, but it definitely stung seeing Gallup go literally right afterwards. I I think he, I've watched him through the preseason. He's looked great. Him and Dak seem to have that connection on the deep ball figured out if with this off season. And I think with Amari Cooper potentially being affected by this foot um, issue that he's having, you know that could open the door. But yeah, hey, I but really want. You know, I look wanted- at Kalen Balaj in round ten. I think if Kenyon Drake does get traded to the Texans, Balaj in round ten might be one of the picks of the draft. It's possible. I mean, people like to look at, like joke about that Miami offense, but someone's got to get the carries. Yeah. But I agree. Even looking at a couple of those guys, like even after Adrian Peterson, should probably have some opportunities to start the year. But who knows with Geis, um, what that that uh, workload share looks like. Nelson Aguilar is one of those guys you you kind of forget about him in that Philly offense until you know he's runs deep and has a long ass touchdown. Hopefully not against Dallas. Um, Michael Hardman's an interesting name. I you know he was a name earlier in the summer when it was looking like Tyreek Hill was going to have some sort of suspension. Um, you know even with 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 all that evidence and everything you would you would think he would have gotten some kind of suspension. I mean the NFL suspended Zeke six games with nothing. 
but uh, he gets off scot-free. And But Miko Hardman was a name that I was definitely keeping my eyes on, and I still think he could be sneaky good. He's got that – you know, he's one of those guys. He's, he's got that speed. He's got that explosiveness um, that kind of Tyreek has as well. So I think, you know, you have Andy Reid who likes to play with uh, – you know, draw up things for gadget players like that, and that's a fun offense to watch. So – late pick but i think there could be some opportunities as the, as the year goes on yeah in that offense too i mean geez you gotta figure there's gonna be enough to go around yeah definitely and and eric being a rams fan it doesn't surprise me that he's you know Gurley and woods i think are gonna be great oh and is he a rams fan not, he is yes makes sense oh yeah he was he was rubbing it in hard in the uh in the actual playoffs last year when the rams uh took out the cowboys but so I, I guess I guess maybe he th- he knows a little bit. He might have some inside information on Malcolm Brown. I haven't heard too too much about him with uh, the pick in Henderson, but uh, we'll see. True, true, my friend. What are we looking at with uh, with the bye week? With the bye week, interesting name here for Mister Fami. He, uh, I actually just looking through that history, I didn't realize that we had a repeat championship game in the business league uh zach and andrew met up in 2017 in the title game with andrew coming out on top so um i guess these are the kings of the league at this point they've been in the championship game two years in a row so these guys are definitely doing something right uh i i don't know about you i looked at andrew's roster i thought you know he definitely with he with Gurley and gronk with gronk's retirement and Gurley's you know issues those were always his keepers in the past. He definitely went the route of keeping two really cheap guys in James Conner and Damian Williams being a, you know, a late round pick last year. I think he, he took the flyer. I think we drafted last year about like a day before Le'Veon Bell said he wasn't going to show up. So, you know, Connor ended up obviously being a, a big part of that, of that uh, fantasy roster and Damian Williams being a pickup late in the year and he's looking like he's going to be the lead guy. So he's, de- he's got the most fab dollars to, for this season out of anyone. And, and he definitely will, will know how to use them. That was so impressive but, um, to me to see him keep Connor and Damian Williams for $4. That was, that was sick. Oh, definitely. And I know, I mean, I'm sure he debated long about whether to keep Gurley or not. I know that he didn't take that decision lightly, but I think when you look at it and you can have these two guys who are going to be potentially, uh, you know, top running backs on their teams for the, for the year and you can get them all for you – you only give four bucks on your fab budget is, is big time. Because as we've been a keeper league for a couple years now, you know, there's a couple teams that have kept the same guys and they're starting to, you know, start off with a ton invested in those fab dollars. So um, it'll be interesting. I You know, it's a little different than some keeper leagues do. Uh, you know, a lot of them do based on giving up what round you drafted a guy in. And I honestly thought that was just too complicated for me to have to keep track of. So sure. I've got a system down with this that makes it easy. And I think it's it's an interesting wrinkle. But enough about that. Just looking at the rest of his draft, he starts out with two running backs. So you knew he was going to be ta- uh, targeting some receivers. He went four straight receivers. Uh, Diggs, Cooks, AJ Green, D.D. Westbrook. Uh, Diggs and Cooks were two guys that I had on uh, that I was watching as well. I think they're going to be two incredible receivers to start off with. AJ Green obviously going to miss a couple games to start the year. Well, take it easy. The, the, fact, the uh, Cooks was one of the trades. 
Oh, that's see. I I went into Order. looking at the actual. I went into looking at the actual uh, draft results. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hear it. I figured because I'm I'm on his actual than, roster page and I'm like, no, he doesn't have cooks. Yeah. Okay. My bad. My be. I literally just switched over. So where you where uh, you said cooks? Result. He's got Sammy Watkins. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, as long as Sammy stays healthy, I think that's okay. AJ Green, obviously, the faster he comes back. Um. Will will do well for his roster. I really like the D.D. Westbrook pick. Um, I know I'm in another league with Andrew. I know he was high on him as well, so I knew he was going to be taking a look to get him, and that was a, probably a little earlier than I would have been even considering him at that point. But I think in that offense, I think he's going to have a good connection with Foles and potentially could be a, you know a hundred catch guy. Um, gets a couple of good depth running backs there, and Coleman and Drake. Uh, obviously, depending on San Francisco, who wins that job, and you know we have that whole Miami situation. Maybe Kenyon Drake's not even in Miami within the next couple of days. Um, I remember in the draft him making a comment about being happy that a bunch of the guys in a row didn't take quarterbacks, so that he could get Cam Newton. Uh, interesting. He went out and got Dak Prescott as the backup. I think that's a, a solid pick. I think Dak. People make fun of him, but his numbers don't look great. But somehow he always does end up being about the 10th rated quarterback at the end of the year. Well, it's not pretty. I mean, I'm looking at the but, numbers compared from last year. He had almost 500 more pass yards than Newton, only two less touchdowns, five less interceptions. Um, he had more rushing touchdowns than Newton, but less rushing yards. So, I mean, putting them up side by side, you look at the value by where they're getting picked. I mean, Dak Prescott's not a bad pick. No, and I think he'll, I do think he'll have a solid season. Maybe that's the homer in me coming out. But again, he's another guy we we know. It's it's talked about a lot. It, he, this is his contract year. He's trying to get as as many dollars as he can out of Jerry Jones. And it seems to be a pretty hot topic in Dallas these days. It sure is, and as most Dallas fans will tell you, um, I, I don't. I think we do want to lock him up. I don't think we want to lock him up at the numbers that they're they're throwing out i think i think he's got to look at it and say a lot of his you know i think a lot of his success has to do with having a an an excellent offensive line and having the rushing champion the two out of the past three years maybe three years running if zeke wasn't suspended in 2017 very true um i i I think he's got to be i think he's hopefully you got to look out for number one and i understand he's playing off a fourth round contract which is the big difference between him and wentz i think wentz had that second overall contract to start out with so he's made his money yeah but you know you're the quarterback of the dallas cowboys he's getting a ton of money off endorsements so hopefully he's smart but that's just me getting off my soapbox as a cowboys fan and hoping that he doesn't you know lock up too too much cap money so that we can lock up the rest of the toys we get it we get it (laughs) We're looking at another two defense team here, two of the top defenses in the league in Baltimore and Minnesota. Yeah, I was surprised, and I I think Andrew had mentioned it uh, shortly after the draft to me that after looking at his roster, he's like, wow, I took – why did I take two defenses, a backup tight end, and a backup quarterback? I really didn't intend to do that. So uh, we'll see how it turns out for him. Uh, I don't think it was it was bad by any means. I mean, Jordan Reed's one of those guys, and I know Andrew's a Skins fan, so – he knows the frustrations with Jordan Reed. When he plays, he looks like he could be a monster, but I know he just potentially had another concussion in yeah. the game last week. So uh, he's got old reliable Delaney Walker there in the starting tight end position. I don't know why Delaney know Walker obviously. was pre-ranked so low to start the season. I mean, he had a season-ending injury in week one last year, and there was nothing in his prior performances that would suggest he's not going to return to that form. Like, 
I think he was a really good pick as late as he was going. Yeah, I think I think in general, I think people are have watched how Tennessee's looked this preseason and just kind of avoided a lot of those guys. Yeah, I mean, I think they have they have a couple of intriguing names at wide receiver, and I think only Corey Davis was drafted. If I recall, hmm. I know they have at least a couple other names Adam uh, out there that I was. Yeah, that was I was I was actually surprised. That was the guy I was thinking of in my head. I'm surprised he didn't get picked up, but I think people are just kind of like avoiding that offense uh, like the plague. Very true. All right, Kamish, bring us home with the champions team analysis. We don't want to lose interest from our listeners here. I uh, know, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Zach Ringel won the title. I think he, you know, he was, uh, you look at a lot of the guys, I think they have some stat every year that guys that are on a lot of rosters. And I think obviously you look at Patrick Mahomes late round pick. Um, obviously, you know, he had him at, at the quarterback position. He, he has strong, he had real two really strong keepers in Juju and Camara. And I think he, once he saw that Mahomes made it to him at the end of the first round, he was kind of shocked. I don't think he expected that just based on his chat reaction. I haven't talked to him after the draft, but just based on what he said, uh, it definitely seemed like he was surprised that he, he got down to him there. And I think most teams probably entertain the thought. I mean, how can you not after the season he had last year? Sure. I mean, 50 touchdowns. How often does that ever happen? Not, not too, too often. The guy hits that number. Exactly, and and in the league that I won last year, my other league, you know, I had Mahomes, and I could tell you from the draft straight up, he was my second quarterback. I I drafted my team thinking with Jimmy G, thinking he was taking me to the promised land, and we all saw what happened. I ended up losing, I think, my first week because I didn't have Mahomes in the game because Jimmy G got hurt and Mahomes just went off. So, um, definitely was like a league winner. I'm sure Zach was happy to have him. Just looking at the rest of his roster. Uh, he's got your old boy, Mr. Fournette. Oh man, I, um, I hope Leonard stays healthy for him. Uh, yeah, he, I, I like a lot. You know, I like a lot of Zach's roster. I think it's really strong. Obviously, uh, he won the league last year, and you start out with those two keepers. It's going to be. I liked the Jared Cook pick. I think that was a little underrated. I think people kind of forgot where he is and uh, the potential that down there in that New Orleans offense. Um, I love Philip Lindsay in the flex too. I just about to say that as well. And you look, I, there's a lot of uh, on the bench as well. A lot of uh, a lot of high upside guys. A lot of you know, James Washington was a topic of conversation in so many uh, segments on fantasy sports radio over the summer. If he, you know, whether it's going to be him or Moncrief is the guy that's going to yeah. step into that juju role. Yep. Um, I think Hawkinson's got a lot of talk recently as being a potential guy. Uh, you never know with rookie tight ends, so he's got Cook anyway. So you know. If he does well, good for him. You got one of the best names this year in the draft, Dare O Gunboale. Is it Dare or Dare? I don't know. I like Dare. I think Dare sounds better, um, personally. Dare O Gunboale. Yeah, Air Go Boale or whatever. Gunboale. So they're saying he's going to be the third down guy, right? Yeah, they're saying he's he's shown a lot of potential down there in Tampa Bay, and who you know with the rest of that backfield, Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones, uh, he's got definitely an opportunity to be the guy. The door could be I open, and that's what I see on this bench for the most part is just guys who could who could take a step and really uh, have a nice season for themselves. Not guys that are particularly projected right now for having a a really great season, but but could. 
Yeah, definitely. And like I, I think I've touched on it before. Like I, talking about Jalen Samuels, I think he's a guy. When you look at how the uh, towards the end of the year, he kind of stepped in a lot. I know Connor had a couple of injuries, but he definitely had more of a role. And I think you know another. He's he was a rookie last year as well. I think uh, he can definitely step in. And has still have a really strong role in that offense as well. Yeah, brother. Like I said, I, I sat there between him and uh, Justice Hill. And who knows how it'll turn out. But I, I think that'll be uh, that'll be the end of the draft recap. I think we'll just close this out. Uh, just looking after the draft, and we've gone through a lot of the teams. Obviously, we both have strong hopes for our team. And we know that, that you know we're going to hopefully be playoff teams. But if you had to look at the other five spots in the playoffs off the top of your head, who would you who would you think, in your opinion, after just looking at the drafts, will be there? Oh, man. All right. Well, cue up the Jeopardy music. <laughs> no. do, 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 do. Let's see. I think Cake's going to have an awesome team. Um, let's see. I wouldn't be surprised to see Pete in the playoffs. I think your team's going to be pretty good, but I'm not going to include you in my picks. I'll include gold standard bye week and Cerveza express. I think they were good enough last year to get to where they were with the teams they had, had strong enough teams to keep two solid players to lay the foundation for this year's team, and all three of those teams drafted well enough, I think, to garner a return to the playoffs. What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty close there with you, too. Uh, I, like I said, I, I think you're going to have a strong team, but um, I didn't have you as one of my five. I have Cake. Unreal. I have Zach. I have Zach. Andrew, I have Steve-O, and Marascio. Ooh, hang with Mr. Cooper. He's going to have to change his team name. No, he still has Cooper. No, he's good. Well, yeah, that's why That's why he ended up going back to that name. Nice. He, he was a big Amari Cooper guy when he first came into the league, I remember. And if you go back in the history, about two or three years, I think he finished the season with that name. So, Well, I'm sure we hope to prove each other wrong here, my friend. Absolutely. Well, um, I think we'll close that out. Jesus, an hour and 18 minutes. I thought we were going to be doing like half an hour. My wife is stomping around the house, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't think it'll be as long as this as we go on to the season. You know, a lot of stuff to cover when it's draft time. But um, maybe maybe we'll get together next week. We can go over some of those first round, uh, first week matchups. I know I'm going to be out of town, so that might be questionable if we could see if we could fit that in at some point. Yeah at least do something short. But um, for anyone else listening to, we're going to hope to bring on at least, you know, each week, bring on another guest so that we can have, you know, three minds are better than two and just talk about things. So uh, hopefully if you guys make it through this hour and 20 minutes, uh, you get to this point. Uh, thanks for listening. Thumbs up. If you have any ideas, we're, we're open for anything. All righty, Kamish. Well, it's good. Uh, good chatting with you tonight about the draft and enjoy your vacation. Have fun packing, buddy. All right. Talk to you later. Bake.